Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. The Flames are without a captain last year, and are they going to be in a similar situation this year, or has Daryl Sutter finally found his guy? Find out more on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back or welcome to Locked On Flames. If you're new here, hello, my name is Jess Belmosto, and I've been covering the Flames now since 2020. And uh, today we are here to talk about who captain material and who I think will absolutely be named captain maybe not as a flame but maybe at some point in their career I don't know something we're just gonna have to stick around and tune in for but as always thank you so much for tuning in and make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames as we are a free daily Calgary Flames podcast um we are going back to daily shows at the uh, towards the end of the month, but I'm still here for you three days a week uh, right now as we just push through the final, final few weeks of the off season. But let's jump into it. Why are they still without a captain? Does anybody want to like think about that for a second? Because I totally get it, right? It feels like a controversial to to- topic to talk about because um, a Every Flames publication is kind of dipping their toes into this conversation, and apparently that's an issue. I guess that it's, um, you know, some people see it as content theft, but at the end of the day, we are in the dog days of the offseason, and there are only so many things that we can all talk about. And the Flames' future captain, why they don't have one, and who could be the next captain is really... One of the most polarizing events that we could talk about. But, all right, the Flames are without a captain. Mark Giordano left in 20, was it 2020? In the expansion draft. So I guess like 2021. Um, And, you know, the Flames were without a captain last year because of this. And, you know, they didn't really feel like it was appropriate to name one immediately. But... This kind of goes back to, I think, like the New York Rangers. This is what it reminds me of. Rangers fans for so long said if they were going to name a captain, they would have done it by now. The future captain of the Rangers is just not on this roster. And then the season ended with them being eliminated in the Eastern Conference Finals by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, seven, eight weeks later, Jacob Truba, who was a headhunting monster during the playoffs was named captain. Um, It's not this wild idea to assume that the Flames have a captain on their team right now. I would say that the Flames, or sorry, the Rangers went with Jacob Truba because he's a safe choice. Uh, Chris Kreider and uh, Mika Zibanejad, I feel like, are a little bit more outspoken And they wouldn't be afraid to hold other players accountable where 
Jacob Truba is just like a safe option. So again, that's that is a possibility here as well uh, when we dive into this that the Flames are also going to look at. But Daryl Sutter didn't want to name a guy last year, so they didn't. And that's fair. I don't think we necessarily had to name someone last year. Um, it's not one of those things that you just name to name. Uh, you don't have to have a captain. There's no rule that says, okay, within 180 days of your captain leaving, retiring, being traded, leaving in an expansion draft, whatever the case may be, you have to name someone. But, uh, you know, I think that this roster is a little bit more clear than it was last year. <laughs> you know, obviously, we spent a lot of last season thinking and pondering and crossing our fingers and toes in every extremity, uh, hoping that Goudreau and or Kachuk stayed uh, because people really thought Kachuk was captain material and he was the heartbeat of this team at one point. And unfortunately, that heartbeat kind of died down. And if you're new here, um, I will happily dive into the conspiracy theory <laughs> behind the Jake Muzzin puck in incident and the players only meeting that they had had the next day. And, um, you know, I just, I think that that's kind of when Kachuk uh, mentally kind of tapped out of Calgary because none of his teammates went to bat for him. But where do they go from here? Truly, where do the flames turn? Do they go with someone who is the longest tenured flame? Do they go with someone who has, um, a lot of experience in the NHL? Do they go with someone who is on a final year of a contract? Do they go with someone who's won a cup or two and is there's like a safety net there because they're signed in Calgary for a while? What do they do? And that's what we're going to dissect more of and kind of put more energy into because, you know, it's so easy to vote in a Twitter poll and be like, okay, yeah, like that's that's who I want but we're going to really dissect and get to the nitty gritty of who the candidates are, who the true leaders of this team are, and who I think should wear the C. But before we do that, let's take a quick break to talk about our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. I I think they're great. I think they're just a perfect treat to throw in your lunchbox or to take on a picnic with you they have a new flavor and it is delicious indulgent cookie dough they sent us these at the beginning of summer and <laughs> I love them they are so good this is the cookie dough chunk puffs and they have a light and chewy texture with real cookie dough chunks and of course they're covered in a hundred percent real chocolate and they're actually healthy for you which is where, like, you get me because I, I love a sweet treat. And cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have 15 grams of protein. And you can head on over to built.com right now to snag a box for you and the family or just for yourself because, you know, maybe, maybe you work in an office and you get hungry throughout the day. Put, put a box in your desk. They're perfect. <laughs> and what's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and that is good for you. 
go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. If you haven't already, please make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and uh, on YouTube as well if you're interested in engaging in comments. I do my best to check them regularly. Uh, I don't really get a lot, so (laughs) when I do get them, I'm like, ooh, let's go. Uh, But yeah, I talked last week, I believe, about setting up a new background, and I've kind of got a little something going. If you're watching on YouTube, you can probably see it. But um, let's talk about leadership and who are the shiny toys of the flames. Who? Who could they be? I think that it takes a lot to be a true leader in any position. Like, whether it's, you know, your first job out of high school, um, a college internship, a regular just job, and then, of course, something bigger in extracurricular activities and, of course, at the professional level as an athlete. And I would say that Chris Tanov is your guy when it comes to being a leader and embodying what being a leader means because he was truly a leader on the Canucks. He basically, you know, was the captain in my opinion, and he helped develop that, uh, that decor and really took Quinn Hughes under his wing, his rookie season and, you know, helped him put up some amazing numbers. And I think that he's kind of, carried those qualities and character traits over to the flames. I still, I will mention this anytime I talk about like Chris Tanev and his uh, leadership ability (laughs) or really anything about what he contributes off the ice, but he took a group of young defensemen. It was like four or five of them uh, and kept them on the ice after practice had ended and was showing them more techniques and was mentoring them. And I forget who tweeted it out because it was the uh, bubble season that this happened. So, or not the bubble season, but the shortened season. So it's it's been a hot minute. <laughs> and I just, I really think that he embodies what Sutter wants in a hockey guy. All these people that I'm naming are absolutely part of something that Daryl Sutter likes. And I think that Sutter would take qualities and characteristics and features from all of these players and like build a bear, but build a captain, build a hockey player out of all of these players qualities. And, um, and that's great. That's a good thing that the flames have because (laughs) a lot of these guys are just really fantastic. Uh, You know, Chris Tanav is not missing a hockey game unless he absolutely needs to. And when we saw him come back for that game against the Oilers, we all knew that he shouldn't have been out there, but he was. And whether that is a liability or an issue or a testament to his grit, you decide. But I really think that he is someone who goes the extra mile and doesn't do it for the wrong reasons. But up next is the longest tenured Calgary Flame and your best player during the playoffs, 
Michael Backlund. I really think that this is the safe choice for one of the safer choices for a captain in your team. Um, He's a fantastic two-way forward. He is somebody who, when he speaks, people listen. He is someone that he was part of the Calgary core for pretty much his whole career and has watched Sean Monaghan, Gaudreau, Geo, Kachuk leave. And so now he's standing alone and, you know, I don't think he's done much media over the summer, which I I don't blame him. (laughs) Uh, But I'm sure when he comes back and he speaks about it, he is going to really say things like, this is a great group that we have now, you know, What's in the past is the past, and we just have to move forward. And yes, that is a very typical hockey answer, but it is also a great leadership answer as well, because this is not me dogging on Jacob Markstrom at all, because I think that he is one of the most confident people in the entire world, and he has every right to be. Uh, But he said, you know, we're a better group than we were with those guys, referring to Gaudreau and Kachuk. And that's fine. You can say that. But I don't think a captain is going to come out and say something like that, in my opinion. I don't know. I could be wrong. Hockey's forever changing. (laughs) But I do do like Backlund. Again, your captain does not have to be your best player on the team. That's not what matters when it comes to being a captain. (laughs) You know, it's the leadership skills that matter. It's the intangibles that matter. Um, you know, look at what Geo does uh, or did for the Flames, rather. You know, he was always out in the community doing something. And same thing goes for, you know, captains around the league. I think of um, when Zidane Chara was the captain of the Bruins and he was going out in the community and hand delivering pies on Thanksgiving and helping out and how uh, Chara and Patrice Bergeron donated uh, money to the NAACP chapter of Boston and things like that. You know, I think that it's uh, really important to have someone who is involved in the community. But this next guy, I don't think will be named captain. This is just someone that has been around the block a few times, is clearly a Sutter guy, and um, he's been... He's been through the trenches. He's been through the ups and downs in his career. And um, it's Lucic is one of those guys that I think, again, he could wear a C if this was two or three years ago in his career. But he is on the last year of his contract. And I believe he will be retiring after this season. He's, he's a Sutter guy. Him and Sutter go way back. You know, he's won a championship or two. He he knows what it takes to win. And again, he's one of those players that is respected. When, when he speaks, you listen to him. I was just listening to an interview with Claude Julian uh, on a podcast, and he was talking about the Bruins' comeback against the Maple Leafs in Game 7 of 2013 and how... Uh, Lucic was firing up the bench and, you know, in the uh, the third period and they thought that they were, you know, truly down and out. And like, he was just firing them up. And, you know, even back then that was nine years ago. So he's seen a lot since then. So I would assume he knows a thing or two about leadership. However, I do not think 
someone who name searches on Twitter and blocks people with any sort of uh, valid criticism is Captain Material. I don't think that no one, <laughs> no one is immune from criticism. I don't care who you are, how many championships you've won, or if you are the second coming of Jesus Christ. I just don't care. <laughs> you, that's just not, I don't know. It's funny with me. However, Tyler Toffoli. That now we're getting into my dark horse. Into the these last two people, I would say, are the dark horses. Tyler Toffoli, same as Luch. He's been around for a while. He, I don't think he's been down and out the same way, but he's he's been the veteran in a locker room a time or two. He has. <laughs> changed his game. He knows what it takes to mentor players. I think of how highly respected he was in uh, Montreal and how devastated Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki were when he was traded and just the impact of his presence in any locker room. And I remember when the Flames traded for him, everyone was like, this is a guy, this is a locker room guy. This is someone you want on your team when you're down two to one in the third period, you want him to just fire you up and go. So I would say that he's a dark horse, but the darkest of dark horses, hear me out, Blake Coleman. He obviously has won a Stanley Cup. He is someone who I think needs a little bit more time developing before, not developing, but growing into himself before he, uh, could potentially be named captain, but he, he's one. It's a great two-way player. He is someone that uh, moved the needle for the flames when they signed him. And I think he is someone that is again, another well-respected shiny toy in the Calgary flames community. But between those two, I think personally, I would go with Toffoli uh, first, but that doesn't mean I don't think Blake Coleman is a good leader. I just think at this moment in time <laughs> that Toffoli is a little bit of the stronger candidate. But coming up next, I am going to tell you who I think should be named captain. But first, a quick break. Thank you all so much for sticking around and hanging out with me on this episode of Locked on Flames. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. It's on the screen on YouTube if you're watching. Um, I, I don't think that this is, this is a situation where the future captain isn't on the roster or within the Flames organization. If I could name a captain, it would be Jacob Markstrom. But it, it, you just, like, it is very unusual to see a goalie named captain. But... I <laughs> I just don't know if I could name anybody other than Chris Tanev captain. Like, Michael Backlund is somebody who commands a lot of respect. But I, I just, it's between those two. Backlund and uh, Tanev. Tanev has that old school grit, that hockey style that you know the boomers love and you know they eat it up. Chris Tanev would probably play hockey with, like, his arm dangling off. And people would say, that's the grit. That's the manly man. Bring back more men like this. Like, that's, like, what they would say, right? And I think that he is a 
fantastic leader. And I'm sure we'll hear more from him this, um, this fall. And I love when he talks to the media because you do get a different perspective here. Um, Backland, same thing. I think that he unfortunately never got the true shot at being a higher center and being someone who could bring that top six into, you know, the next level. But again, like I mentioned, your, your captain doesn't have to be your best player. And I have such a, like, I'm go I'm still going back and forth with this as I'm speaking out loud because I'm just like, okay, like, I think that this is like, they both should get C's, but that's why you wear A's. <laughs> and, you know, I think that it's just so hard to truly put a pin in it right now and be like, okay, this is like who I would name captain. I would be fine with either of those two. I do not think Milan Lucic would be named captain, especially with one year left in his career, um, or sorry, on his contract in his career, more than likely ending at the end of the year. Um, he's, he, he's already thought about retirement. So like once that seed is planted, you kind of like start counting down the days. Um, I just, Tyler Toffoli, again, is another, just like a sleeper. Like, that's your sleeper captain right there. I really like him, and I just, I think that he could be that guy. He does so much uh, philanthropy work. I don't know what he does in Calgary, but I know that he, he still does a lot of work in L.A., especially with uh, Justin Turner Foundation and whatnot. So I think that that is just a great quality to have. <laughs> and... Naming Blake Coleman captain would be a very premature decision, in my opinion. Again, these are just names that I have compiled and see the leadership qualities. And as someone on a management team, these are what I see, you know. Uh, but I think if it came down to Tanev and Backland, I would have to flip a coin. I would have to have someone pick a number and tell me this is who. <laughs> I I don't know how people make these decisions. Like, especially with this, because, you know, different teams have different levels of leaders and different guys who lead in different situations. But I think that the Flames would follow uh, Backland into the gates of H-E double hockey stick. I think they would. And I think they would do the same for uh, uh, Chris Tanev as well. So I guess that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I wouldn't hate to see them roll with four A's again. I think that uh, we need another year <laughs> to kind of sift through this and say, okay, who rises to the occasion this year? And, you know, after such a tumultuous off season, and some great additions, who can still bring it when things aren't going the best? When those 9-2 to games against uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida happen again, what are we going to do? Who is going to take that locker room and say, this is what it's about. You have to learn to lose. And then, then we'll find out. 
We will find out. But thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Flames. It's a pleasure chatting with you, as always. You can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and of course, the show on Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. And I will see you later this week for some more. Um, I think we're going to do some rankings of off-season excitement and posts and social media influencing that these hockey players and their wives and girlfriends have been doing. But until then, enjoy your summer. Bye-bye.